So you guys, flip over with me in your Bible to Galatians chapter 6. That's where we're going to be teaching from. This, I promise, this is going to be short. Famous last words, right? You guys, the reality is, the name of this message, I named it, is don't grow weary in doing good. So I felt led to kind of break away from Matthew today just to talk, just to spend a little time and talk about this because the reality is, you guys, is that we do have the DR. We have Kenya. We have uh, opportunities here locally. You guys, we are looking for more local opportunities here to distribute food, to play music, which sounds ridiculous, but guess what? It's a catalyst the same way a food bag is, right? Or a mummy bag. It's the same, it's the same type of thing. Or to come along other churches, right? It's not about our church. Like if there's other churches that are doing great outreach, then we want to be a part and we want to do that. And so we're looking for opportunities here and in the world. And, and I want to talk for a few minutes about the why. The why. Because a healthy church can be healthy and be like, oh, look at all the stuff we're doing. But it can be unhealthy because it doesn't understand the why. And the truth is, is that you may be wondering, like, what is the why? What is the why for me? Because the truth is, again, a church can have a why. I love what Live to Serve is doing, right? The board, we've all talked about this. Like, this is something we are totally behind. We want to support in every way that we can. We love what God's doing in Kenya. We want to support that. We want to have more to do here locally. And man, I don't know why New Hampshire is so crazy. It's not like Massachusetts. You would think it would already be opened up, but there's still places that won't like let people in. And guys, we have some organizations that we've tried to do things with and they don't want us to pray with people. And like we've talked about, you give food and guess what happens? not trying to be crass, but it ends up in the toilet <laughs> eventually, right? That's food. Food is a very needed thing, but what's really needed is salvation. Amen. That's eternal life, right? That's the point. And so with all these things, we want to be part of things uh, that are going to allow us to really spread the gospel and tell people about Jesus. And that's not about this church. That's not about one person. That's about God, right? That's who it's about. And so what I want to talk about today is a section in Galatians that we're going to be looking at in chapter six. And we're going to start in verse seven. And just for, you know, because as a Calvary Chapel pastor, it would be very wrong of me to not tell you the context. The context of this is going to sound self-serving. Are you ready? Here's what Paul was talking about in this, in this particular passage. He was talking about how if you have a pastor over your church, you should be generous to them. That's what he's taught. That's what it's actually talking about. That's not what we're going to be talking about. Here's the thing. I think that, to be honest, there's a lot more application to this passage, and I'm not alone. There's, this is, there's a ton of application in this passage. It's really, to me, about how we interact and respond to those that are around us. And so as we look at that, yes, if you read verse 6, you're going to see what I'm talking about. But let's start in verse 7, and let's just look at it from our heart, our response as a Christian to the world around us. So verse 7 says this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. You guys, what are we sowing to? That's my question for us today. What are we sowing to? I need you guys to hear me. Listen, you may be here today and you may pray really hard and say, God, what do you have for me in light of these trips that are coming up? Lord, what do you got for me? And maybe you will never be asked to go on a mission trip out of the country. 
It's possible. There's not, you're not less than or better than. It doesn't, <laughs> it's not the point. It's what you're called to do. Yeah. It's about being obedient to the call. So you may never be called to that. You may never feel the pull from God to get that uncomfortable, right? Because it is uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's a good, amazing, healthy level of spiritual discomfort, right? It pushes you. But it, I think the question still remains, you guys. The question still remains, what are you sowing to? Because what's being made clear here in this passage, what Paul's saying is that, look, if you're, you're only gonna ever reap corruption if all you're doing is sowing to your own flesh. Mm-hmm. And that word corruption in the Greek literally means rot, decay, mm-hmm. ruin. You will reap rot spiritually if all you do is sow to your flesh. If you live a life, you guys, that's just about you, if you have all your money in your savings account because you need it there because you're not willing to say, if God's leading, and hear me on that, if God's leading to say, okay, I'm gonna part with this and give it to this, or I'm gonna do this with this, or let's get even more frank. I like the comfort of my home. I like the bed I sleep in. I have all these reasons why I would rather be at home but God, you're calling me to go on a trip. Mm. Are you going to sow to the flesh? I mean, you can. But what's Paul saying? It's going to bring spiritual rot. And so what are you sowing to? The reality is, he says, if you sow to the spirit, you're going to reap everlasting life. And I need us to understand something. You're not reaping everlasting life. You're sowing. Your action, right? We've talked about this a million times. Doesn't equal your salvation, Right? Our works do not get us to heaven. It's only by the grace of Jesus Christ and dying on the cross and rising again that we come to, come to Christ or come to heaven, right? That's the only way we're gonna have everlasting life. So what does it mean to reap everlasting life? Well, here's the deal, y'all. And we've talked about this. We've talked a lot about it in Matthew. We're going to receive those gifts that are left over at the end of the day that were not flesh, hay, wood, and stubble, mm-hmm. right? What does it look like to sow to the spirit and reap everlasting life, it looks like an eternal thing. It looks like an eternal you know, blessing. You're, you're putting stock, so to speak, in your eternity. Not because you're gonna gain more. Remember, what have we talked about? What happens to all the crowns that we get? I don't care if you're Billy Graham and you've got 900 crowns, you just have 900 thring, things to throw back at Jesus yeah. to his feet. That's the point, right? So, it's all blessing. It's all good. Your salvation is only secured through Christ. That's not what I'm getting at here. But what Paul's saying here is that, man, if you're sowing to the Spirit and you're seeking God, your life will be much, much more rich. Mm-hmm. Not just here on earth, but in heaven. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. You're not going to be a, a better citizen in heaven. We're all going to be the same. You're not going to have more in heaven. Why? Because all the more that you've got is going to go right back to Jesus, (laughs) right? But the idea is, you guys, is that here on earth, you are reaping everlasting life. There's a difference. Being uncomfortable, doing those things, having those opportunities to pray with those people. You guys, when I get to heaven, when when we get to heaven, those people that we were able to pray with receive salvation, you understand there won't be a language barrier in heaven. And we'll be able to look at those people and be like, yes, I was so blessed to be a part of that moment. How awesome is that? 
And it's the stuff that you miss out on where you're like, I like my bed. Well, good for you. Your bed's not coming with you to heaven. Your Tempur-Pedic is not following you. But you're going to have a new back, so you won't need it. (laughs) Right? What does sowing to the Spirit look like for you? The question becomes, even in that moment, Lord, what does it look like for me to sow to the Spirit? The bigger question, and it's a question I would encourage each of you to continue to ask yourself is this, Lord, am I ready to be obedient (laughs) and submit to whatever your answer is? Because I think that's the harder part, isn't it? God, I want you to move. I want you to move in my life, Lord. Okay, go talk to that person. God, move me a different direction, Lord. Lord, help me. And he's like, yeah, go talk to that person. Oh, God. (sighs) Right? And we miss out. And you know what God does? He's so cool. He picks somebody else and he does what he's going to do anyway. But man, you missed out. Right? So are you ready to submit and obey? And it may be literally getting you out of your comfort zone. It may be putting yourself in another country to minister and to love on others. It may be, you guys, sacrificing of your own finances so that someone else that is called that can't afford it can go. It may look a lot of different ways and I have no idea what that looks like for you, right? I've told you guys this before. You need to do the hard work of asking God things. I have people come up to me all the time like, what's God's will for my life? I'm like, I have no idea. I barely know what God's will is for my life, man. I got to keep praying about it every day. You know what I'm saying? I know one thing is to keep getting up here and do this, right? But I'm like, man, it's something we've got to do is engage the Lord and say, Lord, what is going on with me? What do you have for me? Is this, and let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us good, do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Paul encourages the Galatians specifically and us not to grow weary in doing good. And I want us to hear this, you guys. Just like we've already talked about, we could go over there with all the money in the world and make millions of food bags. It's still not enough. It's still not enough. And so the reality is, let's just look at the need here in Dover. We cannot, look, guys, if we double the size of this church and we're at 300 people, we still can't meet the needs of Dover, just locally. We can't do it. It's beyond our limited capabilities outside of God's help. And now add to that, you guys, Kenya, the Dominican Republic. You guys, the reality is as a church, I've got to tell you this, And I've asked God this. We are so far over our heads in what we've kind of like what God's given us to do that it's 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 funny, to be honest. Like there are times when it's just Maya and I here, and I walk around the sanctuary in the mornings a lot of times, and I'll just pray. I'll just spend time praying, you know, and just seek the Lord. And and there's times when I just start laughing because I'm like, God, what are you doing through a numbskull like me? And why would you do this? And then, Lord, thank you for the people that you've given us that know what they're doing more than I do. But, Lord, even then, we're so far over our heads. Like, you have put us in a place that the only thing we have is to rely on you. And I think that's the best place for any Christian to be. And so I love that that's what God's given us. But the reality is, you guys, if we're going to do any of this in the flesh, if we're only going to sow to the flesh, we're not going to get very far at all. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to fail miserably. And so Christians, 
I got to tell you something. God never asked us to do it in our own power. That's what sowing to the spirit means. It means that we're walking in the Holy Spirit. Do you guys know the word dunamis is the word in Greek that talks about the spirit, the Holy Spirit's power. It's where we get the word dynamite. When we're walking in the spirit and the power of the spirit, when you walk into a hospital and you're literally in your flesh, completely and utterly overwhelmed and there's not one stitch of you that's left that you're like, you guys know me. I like to talk a lot. I had nothing. When you go to the bates and you're overwhelmed with just the need and you see the joy and the love in this place and that bolsters you, but here's what really is the bolstering point is that the Holy Spirit just comes in and, and just fills you up in a special and amazing way. And that's the thing, you guys, that I want to see Great Bay Calvary walking in. And not just in overseas missions, but in everything. In everything. And so to me, I just, I want to say this. Here's the question I have for us. As we prepare for overseas missions for next year. As we pray and look for areas that we can serve here locally. I want us, I want you to ask God individually. God, what do you have for me? in this. And I want to encourage us as a church, and if you're here visiting and you're going to call this church home, this is for you. But it's really for everybody, isn't it? It's really for everybody. Lord, what do you have for me? I think it's a question we are too quick to not ask because it's scary, isn't it? It's a scary question because you might be asked to do something that's really scary and uncomfortable. And I would encourage you guys that, man, do you trust that God is a good God? Do you trust that God's big enough and powerful enough that he is going to fill you up with exactly the words you need, exactly the ears you need, exactly the strength you need, everything you need in whatever situation he calls you to be in? There's not one thing that he's going to put you in that he is not fully and completely prepared to prepare you for even if that preparation is literally one millisecond (laughs) before it's needed, Mm. right? And so you guys, I need to say this. My encouragement to you today is this, that we will be obedient to what God has for us as a church. And so yeah, as we prepare to look at early next year, all these different opportunities, as things come up, as we prepare even through this winter and say like, man, locally, here's what we've got to do. Can I just encourage all of us, you guys, to just seriously, continually seek the Lord and ask him, God, what do you have for me to do in this? And whatever that answer is, be obedient to it. And understand that if you're in God's will, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. And so if you come to me and you're, don't, and I need you guys to hear this. I've had people come to me, this is longer than I wanted I've had people come to me in the past and like, I don't feel, I, I'm sorry, I just, I can't go, or I'm that, 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 that. But, I, but I've got this. And I'm like, well, that might be exactly what God had for you to give was $1,000 to help somebody else. That might, or 500 or whatever that number is, that might be $5. It doesn't matter. Do you get my point? You're not less than. Are you being obedient to what God's called you to? Do it. My challenge though is this. Trust God to move in your life. Don't let your house or your stuff or your bad back 
which I've got one. I broke it. Right? Don't let those things be a hindrance. God will strengthen you right where you need it. So whatever God is calling you to, be ready to step out in it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Great Bay Calvary Church in Dover, New Hampshire. We're so glad you found us. If you want to learn more about our services or need prayer for something going on in your life, come connect with us at greatbaycalvary.com.